0: I might give away the plot or the ending in this review, so just be warned. The movie we are here to discuss is Fright Night, which came out in 1985 and was directed by Tom Holland. What would you do if you accidentally discovered the house next door was occupied by something not human? Something horrifying? Something unspeakably evil? No one believes you didn't have a nightmare. Not your mom. They did kill a girl over there. Not your girlfriend. Charlie, is this some sort of a trick to get me back? Not even the police. Look, I know it's crazy. I know that, but look, lieutenant! It knows that you know. You'll do anything to protect yourself. But it will do anything to protect its secret. Night night. If you love being scared, this could be the night of your life. It stars William Ragsdale, Chris Sarandon, Roddy McDowell, Amanda Bierce, Jonathan Stark, Stephen Jeffries, and Art Evans. The genre would be Vampire Horror. Now, this is a perennial October rewatch for me, and it's just such a blast to revisit Charlie Brewster, Evil Ed, Peter Vincent, and of course Jerry Dandridge. These are just fun characters cleverly drawn with strong performances which genuinely raised this well above your typical 80s slasher movie. The story of Fright Night centers around Charlie, who is just your typical curious and horny teenager living the quiet life in suburbia, played by someone in their mid-twenties who looks like they're in their mid-twenties. That would be William Ragsdale. Ragsdale is basically playing the Billy role from Gremlins, but with more wit and self-awareness. And he's actually quite aware of his surroundings as well, as a new mysterious neighbor moves in next door. And that would be Jerry, played by Chris Sarandon. Jerry just comes off like a swinging bachelor, often clad in open sweaters and eyeshadow. Hey, it was the 80s. And every night, he seems to have a different attractive woman come over to his house, who is then never seen leaving the house afterwards. Charlie starts to look out his second-story bedroom window to spy on Jerry on a regular basis and sees him on his various, quote, dates with these women. He also notices a pattern of strange behavior where Jerry and his live-in caretaker seem to be carrying out large objects wrapped in plastic every day often to be driven off somewhere. Hmm. And beyond that, Charlie is a horror fanatic and is obsessed with a nightly late-night program called Fright Night, hosted by horror has-been Peter Vincent, played by Roddy McDowell. Now, just the name of this fictional character is a pretty clever horror homage, as apparently his name came from the combo of real-life horror icons Peter Cushing and Vincent Price. So obviously inspired by watching so many films about them, Charlie starts to wonder if his new next-door neighbor is a vampire. This, of course, might also have to do with him also seeing Jerry one night biting into the neck of one of his naked guests before nervously closing his window shade once he notices that Charlie sees them. And just on a side note, this was a thing in 80s thrillers of all types, from this to blood simple to body double. You could have someone living a fabulous lifestyle in a luxurious home or apartment, and regardless, they would either habitually leave their shades open Or maybe just couldn't afford decent window treatments. Where was next-day blinds when you needed them? Oh, well, it just adds to the tension, at least. So, of course, Sarandon's Jerry starts to ingratiate himself into Charlie's life. He befriends Charlie's mother, who, of course, makes the typical mistake of inviting him into their home, which you're never supposed to do with vampires. Charlie? This is our next-door neighbor, Jerry Dandridge. Hello, Charlie. Well, Charlie, don't be rude. Shake hands. What's he doing here? I invited him over for a drink. What? I invited him over. Why? What's the matter, Charlie? Afraid I'd never come over without being invited first. (laughs) (laughs) And the other people in Charlie's life start to get involved as well. That includes his creepy prankster friend, Ed, who's nicknamed Evil Ed by others at high school who regularly pick on him, and he's played with High Pitched Glee by Stephen Jeffries. And there's also Amy, Charlie's long-suffering girlfriend, played with 80s permed verve by Amanda Bierce, who has also attracted the unwanted attention of Jerry, of course, apparently because she looks very much like a former love of his from many years ago. And I mean many years ago. Hundreds of years, because, spoiler alert, of course, Jerry is a vampire, and Charlie becomes obsessed with exposing him. Amy, what are we going to do? This is just like Fright Night. Now for the two o'clock news. Another body of a young woman was discovered early this morning in back of the Sheridan Mall. Yeah, I don't have any choice. Somebody has to stop him. Charlie, it's, it's going to be dangerous going into that house all alone, isn't it? I mean, you're going to need all the help you can get, right? Somebody like Peter Vincent, for instance? Yeah, I tried him already. Well, why don't you let us try again before you do anything? There's not enough time, Amy. Well, what happens if you go into that house alone and he gets you? Who's going to stop him then? Yeah, then he'll be able to suck his way through the entire town. that it would be much of a loss. All the while, Amy and Ed, who are very worried about Charlie, they recruit the local horror host, Peter Vincent, to get involved as he, at the very least, plays a convincing vampire hunter on TV. And what results is an escalating battle between the living and undead, leading to a bloody entertaining climax. There is genuine tension for much of its runtime, mixed with self-aware humor, as some of the cast are just really having fun chewing the scenery with these performances especially Chris Sarandon, who seemingly just slithers around as Jerry the Vampire. I know, it's kind of a funny name for a vampire. And McDowell, who plays both bumbling and reluctantly brave as Peter the Vampire Slayer. Welcome to Fright Night. For real. Where is Amy? Up here. All you have to do is get by me. Back, spawn of Satan! (laughs) Oh, really? You have to have faith for this to work on me, Mr. Vincent. It's especially fun watching them finally face off during the climax, as we see the tables start to get turned, as Peter Vincent once again finds his faith to take on vampires. The director Tom Holland followed this up a few years later with Child's Play, the famous film starring Chucky the Doll, of course. And Child's Play has always been much more celebrated than Fright Night. But me personally, I really prefer the rear window meets the Burbs hijinks of Fright Night. As far as I'm concerned, it remains one of the best horror films of the 1980s. And that brings me to the categories. The first category would be Best Needle Drop. This is the best song cue or piece of score used throughout the runtime of the film, because music is essential to film. The score for Fright Night was composed by Brad Fidel, and the year before this came out, he made a real name for himself conducting the now iconic score for The Terminator. Remember that? Like his score for The Terminator, the one he does for Fright Night is very synth-heavy, but that's where the similarities really end. This one is kind of a mixture of sexy and scary, also featuring saxophones and some high-pitched electric guitars. There's one signature theme that seems to follow Sarandon's Jerry as he stalks his prey. The track is called Come to Me, and it does a very effective job of selling the alluring vibe of our main villain. That brings me to the next category, which would be wasted talent. This is the most underutilized talent involved with the film. It has now become commonplace for this category to focus on a perennially underutilized character actor who I have personal affection for. And this time around, it's no different, as I have to shout out to Art Evans, who plays Detective Lennox. Evans has always had a calm but authoritative presence in roles similar to this one in movies throughout this same era, actually, including Die Hard 2 ruthless people, and school days. And here in Fright Night, his character is contacted by Charlie early on to report on his scary new neighbor. To no avail, as Jerry's lifemate Billy, played with a memorable sneer by Jonathan Stark, is more than ready to explain away anything which appears suspicious, while also giving the impression that it's actually Charlie who's the actual troublemaker in this instance. That's what's down there, a coffin. I saw them carry it in. What? Yeah, and you'll find Jerry Dandridge in it sleeping the sleep of the undead. Ooh! <laughs> what are you talking about? He's a vampire. Uh oh. <laughs> I saw him in that room last night, and he had fangs, and he bit her on the neck. For heaven's sake, come on! what are you talking about? Wait! Look, we can't just leave like this. I got a coffin for you. Look, you don't look. Please listen to me. Look, 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 I'm telling you, Jerry Dandridge is a vampire. Sure, and I'm Dirty hearing. Now let me tell you something, kid. If I ever catch your ass down at the station house again, I'm throwing it in jail. forever. And that leaves us with the now cliched trope of the skeptical cop who brushes off our protagonist. Which, unfortunately, is the only thing Evans is given to do in Fright Night. Evans plays these notes well, but we couldn't just have one scene of him back at the precinct looking into who's behind this local series of missing women? Kind of a shame. That brings me to the next category, which would be the trailer moment. This is the scene or moment that best describes this movie. Now, there is one standout transformation sequence, about two-thirds of the way through Fright Night, which freaked out 11-year-old me watching it on cable and still really holds up. It involves Ed, a wolf, and a stake, and is very much brought home by genuinely impressive practical creature effects by Richard Edlund. Now, apparently, this was Edlin's follow-up to Ghostbusters, which came out the year before. And he ended up using some of the designs for Fright Night, which were actually deemed too scary for Ghostbusters, as that was a PG film. And the effects in this are truly next-level stuff. But what really sells this sequence is watching how McDowell's Peter Vincent reacts to everything happening in front of him. We first see him terrified, as this wolf is coming after him. But then we see this wolf impaled with a stake. And what happens next... You see the terror on Peter's face eventually drift into genuine sadness as he realizes that this was actually one of Jerry's victims, and he's now suffering a pretty grim end. Just a very scary and effective scene. And that brings me to the final category. That would be the MVP. This is the person or people who are most responsible for the success of this film. Robert Pattinson's Edward from Twilight. Antonio Banderas's Armand from Interview with the Vampire. Gary Oldman's Dracul from Bram Stoker's Dracula even Sama Hayek's Santinico from the movie From Dusk Till Dawn. In the annals of sexy vampires, none of them can hold a candle to Chris Sarandon's Jerry in Fright Night. Sarandon plays him with such cool, confident swagger that you can very much buy how he can continuously lure potential victims into his orbit. This especially comes through in a later scene where he has slowly chased down Ed, but once he has him cornered in an alley, he just talks to him. His Jerry is not only alluring, but can also be sensitive when he needs to be. Hello, everyone. You don't have to be afraid of me. I know what it's like being different. Only they won't pick on you anymore or beat you up. I'll see to that. All you have to do is take my hand. Here, Edward. Take my hand. And just thinking about several of the other ones I just cited, we've already had our share of mopey, tortured vampires, and they generally work for those movies. Well, except for Twilight. But for Fright Night, Sarandon not only provides us with a formidable villain, but one who's just so appealing that we almost want to root for him, until we don't. His performance takes this film to the next level of horror films from this era, And as far as I'm concerned, Jerry Dandridge remains one of the great horror villains of the 80s, earning his place alongside Freddy, Jason, and Jack Torrance. Chris Sarandon is your MVP. Do you realize how much trouble you've caused me? Spying on me. Almost disturbing my sleep this afternoon. Telling policemen about me! You deserve to die, boy. Of course, to give you something I don't have—choice. Forget about me, Charlie. Forget about me, and I'll forget about you. My rating for Fright Night would be four and a half stars out of five. <clears throat> if you're looking for a fun and scary vampire thriller, which never wears out its welcome at a lean 106 minutes, you really can't do much better than Fright Night, and it's easy to find, no less. You can find it streaming on Fubo, Freeform, or AMC. And that ends another frightening review. Please like, subscribe, and share the Living for the Cinema podcast, and follow and like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Letterboxd. And join us next time for another review from Living for the Cinema.